To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Remain Seated, Please. I'm David. I'm Susie. And Robert and Anthea are out today to avoid spoilers for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Peter. This one's for you. Yes, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We finally took the plunge. We made the reservation, which was a super stressful time. <laughs> and uh, We had like four computers going, and you were able to get a reservation yeah. twice yeah. before I was able to. And not we, not that we were taking people's spots. We Explain wanted... the issue you ended up having that a lot of people ended up yeah, having. Yeah, so we, the only reason we were doing it on the four computers, we weren't trying to get four reservations. We were just trying to ensure to get the one reservation. So we just wanted to increase our odds. Um, and what happened was uh, we, you know, we got in, it kind of had a queue almost, like a, a, a literal virtual queue. And uh, we just had to sit and wait. And I will say, while it was stressful, uh, Disney did seem to do a pretty good job at, like, the sites didn't crash. However, there was an issue when I finally got through and got to the page to kind of create the reservations. I put my name, my information, and, uh, you know, clicked, like, the next button. And, of course, you're doing everything in a a hurry um, but I genuinely did not see a place to add any other guests there were not additional lines there was no blue link a lot of people talked about that a little bit later um, but there was nothing I was able to enter my name and then I clicked the kind of the proceed button or confirm button thinking that that would come next and then I get a confirmation for my reservation for myself and only myself <laughs> Um, so, of course, we panicked because there went our one chance, right? Like, what were the odds that we were going to get through again? And so we sat on all of our computers and just waited to see if, for whatever reason, we could get through again for a different date. And sure enough, thankfully, uh, was able to get back into a reservation spot. And I was so nervous and so overwhelmed by the first experience, um, I had David... <laughs> <laughs> um, like remote in to the screen to just make sure that we got, our, you know, myself, uh, David, and then Wes, our son, on yeah, the so reservation. If anybody from Team Viewer <laughs> listens to the show, uh, that was the way that we were able to get reservations. I used Team Viewer to remote into our home PC <laughs> and uh, and help Susie make those reservations. Um, and I, you know, I after we finally made them, you know, we we did take a. A bit of a breath because it's all we wanted and I obviously didn't want to experience it by myself um, so I was glad that we were able to get a different reservation um, however uh, it did seem like uh, there were quite a few people who had the same issue I had and there was a lot of talk about Disney um, at the time like the day of um, obviously being overwhelmed by those people calling and trying to get in touch with somebody so I didn't even attempt to do any of that I was watching some of the uh, online uh, updates of people doing it and I mean even when I did attempt to call I just wasn't getting through so mm -hmm. they said you couldn't alter your reservation you couldn't even cancel it and I felt bad because I technically did have that one by myself and I was like well I'm obviously not gonna go by myself so I should just cancel it but 
Anyway, that was <laughs> that was the day that we were able to secure our reservations. We got June 5th um, and David had a really good idea. He wanted to see um, the land at dusk, which I mean, really is such a great time at the parks period. Um, so we did a five to nine uh, reservation. So um, we had a couple days to kind of see. Um, I, I, I mean, I can't, I guess, speak for you, but and it didn't seem like you were really worried about any spoilers. In fact, I am pretty much the opposite. Like, I really <laughs> like to have an idea of what's there, what's available, what's going on, because especially with a time limit, um, you, I just didn't want to miss anything that there was that I that I wanted to do, and I know. You know, obviously it's not our one and only time, but yeah. it will probably be a while until we can really fully enjoy it again because I think it's going to be bonkers yeah. once it opens to the non-reservation crowd. Yeah, and we'll get into it. I think I think I took a pretty laid-back attitude toward the whole process only because I said it's just a land. Like, you know, if I, I could explore Norland Square in four hours, you know what I mean? Like, and really take in the details. Um, but I don't think that that's true. Well, like I said, we'll get into it because the <laughs> land is much larger than yeah. I had anticipated for sure. Um, but I think we balanced each other out a little bit. I very much, I looked at nothing almost in terms of like videos online when people are like, you know, it was it had been open for five days. I I think I barely watched the opening ceremony before we went. Um, we had prepared Wesley um, by watching Star Wars uh, a couple days before. He was very excited to go when we were gonna go, and um, I I don't even know if I knew you could build a droid there. Like you know what I mean? Like I think there were things like that that I just I was very busy with work. And I sort of like leaned into that. I was like, we have the reservation. We're going right, to we'll go. We'll and so, we'll like I said, you we balanced it out because I went in very laissez faire and you very much <laughs> had a plan. Like, look, this is what we got to do. This is I where you got to go and all that stuff. I was following um, the preview. Like, you know, there were some cast member previews, some. There's a couple like Instagram people on there. Um, I think the person who I found to be the most helpful, and I really find her to be. Uh, really enjoyable to follow period and um, uh, a lot of you may already follow her but um uh, magical kind of mama um they used to be uh two magic sisters no, she changed her name what? yeah she had to be copyright oh. stuff and she wants to continue a good relationship with uh, well this is news yeah uh, <laughs> so she, what is she it addresses it um on her instagram it's magical kind of mama oh. magic kingdom is Disney property. <laughs> that so, is interesting. Oh my um, gosh! I hope we're not. I hope our days aren't numbered. We don't have the followers that she does. So, um, but anyway, she had a lot of great um, kind of tips um, that I used to sort of help me, I guess, plan or try to plan what it is that was important. Because I, I got from her that she felt that it was just a little short on time. Um, and that, that really started to concern me. But like, again, like I say concern, it's like such a first world problem that I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what am I gonna do in four hours at Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, it was nice to have the reservation. And again, we'll get into this later because there's some things I wanna touch on before we enter the land. 
but very much on the day of you're like if i don't see everything today it's gonna go away and it will never be here again and i had to be really good about telling myself like no this is now a part of disneyland yeah and I need to look forward to getting to know it more intimately, like I knew know New Orleans Square or Frontierland. So, um, fret not if you go, if you have reservations, get excited and plan ahead. And if you don't, and you plan on going after it's open to the public, just get know there it's, early. <laughs> get there early, but also just know that it's gonna be there. Like it's not going anywhere. And I think it's. It's one of those duh type of things, but also like when you're caught up in the moment of it, you know, you you kind of feel like this could be fleeting. I need to see everything right now. I think it's just like, I think specifically for us, there was a lot of people that we had chatted with in our lives who may be Disney people, but didn't care um, to even make the reservation. Um, and I think a lot of them even kind of alluded to the crowds they didn't want to go because of the crowds and i thought to myself this seems like the most prime time to go because yes of course it will be crowded with people in this in a sense but it's not going to be nearly as bad and i'm sure disney's still going to have some type of cap or capacity because they've already talked about a virtual queue into the kind of land itself it sounds mm. like um i don't know much about it i haven't read about it um but i, I did hear some talkings about that so i, I think they're really going to try to make it and keep it enjoyable because i guess getting into that a little bit later i very much appreciated um that we were able to go in on a reservation but even at, in our reservation had the thought of Oh my God, if it's like this now, what is it going to be like after June 24th or 3rd or whatever it is? So, Well, I think another thing, uh, and this is where we can rewind it a little bit. One thing that probably kept people away was that unless you have a signature or up pass up until a few weeks before the part, before the land opened, um, most people were going to be blocked out. So they would have had to fork, uh, a day pass up front which we had planned on doing and thank goodness because when they announced the flex pass i turned to you and said oh man now we can't cancel those tickets you bought and you said <laughs> we didn't get them yet <laughs> um yeah we had heard about the flex um pretty pretty soon after we made the reservations i can't remember exactly when but anyway um I was very confused by it at first, and I was very much not on board immediately with like, oh, is this even an option for us? So I just assumed we would do a day pass. But um, again, I keep up with some of the online um, kind of talk. Disney was really pushing it for a little bit on their like Facebook page, I think. And I finally kind of looked into it. Um, to really try to get an understanding. And I did the math. I mean, it really kind of came down to that. I did the math. What would three peak day, one day tickets or one park tickets um, Even park cost? Office. Well, no, but that's the thing is that would have been that much more expensive. Right. So we really actually didn't even need the park hopper because our passes were still good at, at California Adventure. Um, so we literally just needed admission to Disneyland and the cost to buy the one day peak one park ticket was 
maybe a hundred dollar difference from us all upgrading to the flex we did not have uh, the socal pass where you have to be grandfathered in so there was really no downside right. to upgrading and trying it out uh yeah we went from socal select to the flex pass and um well we had talked about it and we're like if we go so we know we're gonna go on june 5th mm -hmm. and if there's one other day we reserve mm -hmm. in the entire year it yeah. will have already been economically a better choice correct and we have so, already gone twice because we, we went did. on memorial day yeah. yeah well yeah but that's and that's the other thing is we made that reservation the day the before. day like the night before yeah um, so I guess to quickly touch on that, mm -hmm. I do think time will tell with this pass. Um, a lot of people think that they're trying to bump people out of that grandfathered SoCal pass. Um, there's talks about people or about them getting rid of the deluxe pass. There's a lot of stuff kind of floating around. I don't know how much of it has been confirmed, but in the end, as of right now, even if it is only this year it has been a really great experience you can make the reservations easily on your app um i canceled like we were gonna potentially go on thursday i was gonna take west mm -hmm. on thursday and i decided you know what i realized i can't we can't go weather was kind of like high i was mm -hmm. like it's a little hot canceled it on that it was it's just really been a pretty seamless experience i think the only one issue that seems to be constant is something with the discount but even that, right. that that's seems a, to sort of have, I mean, you can order food on the app and have no issue. It's just a store. <laughs> right. But anyway, Flex Pass, as of right now, has been a really good experience. So that's what we did. Yeah. And uh, just real quick, because we haven't talked about the Flex Pass on the show at all. Um, basically, the details, I think when they first came out was that you could go once a month. And if you didn't go, or maybe this was my understanding of it. Uh, you could go once a month on a blackout day, and if you didn't go, you got blacked out for 30 days. And I was like, well, you know, it seems fair, um, blah, 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 but it's way more lenient than that. You can go twice a month, and if you miss three times, then you get blacked out for 30 days. So, yeah, so you have the capability of making two reservations within the next 30 days of whatever date it is. Right. So, um, and the thing about that is, so somebody traveling out here for a four-day weekend it's sort of taking a gamble, but in theory, could book her their two days, and then once they enter the park for that first day, can make the next day reservation. Um, I don't think that that's the best plan for that, but yeah, I don't it, don't plan accordingly that way. But yeah, <laughs> but um, for someone like, or for like people like us, where we're local, it literally is like you can do it the day of if it's available. Yeah. So there's a calendar. Um, the only actual and blackout days I feel like is a very different. So there's there's good to go days, there's reservation days, and then there's like hard blackout days basically. And uh, when we looked at the calendar, I think there's only like two weeks of hard blackout days and then right around Christmas or something yeah. like that. So we knew the right away like it just seemed like a good idea. So that's that's what it is. Two. You can hold two reservations within the 30-day period. Um, and if you don't show up or don't cancel your reservation three times, you cannot make a reservation for 30 days. Right. So you're like on probation for 30 right. days. And then you're back to being able to do whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah. I think it came at the right time. I think it was probably part of the whole Project Stardust thing. It was like the one extra thing that they had that no one really saw coming, I don't think. 
and uh, I think it worked out really well. So far, it's worked out well for us. And uh, yeah, so then here comes the day. We go to the parks, and uh, we because our reservations at five o'clock. I took the day off of work. We went over there and spent made a day of it. So we uh, went to California Adventure first. Went and experienced some stuff over there, and then basically <laughs> waited Soren for our over California. Oh yeah, that's right. We went on Soren over California, which is back, and it wasn't remastered or or anything at all. And it's funny to really see it sort of show its age after Soren over the world, or Soren around the world, because Soren around the world, Soren around the world looks so steady and clear and clean compared to Soren over California. It was pretty funny. And then it was the waiting game. Then it was like, we pretty much have done everything we want to do. Can we please go to Star Wars Land? <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So they have you check in um, at the launch bay or what I guess used to be the launch bay. I think uh, they still have an entrance for launch bay, but it's a no, very small. I don't air- think you can do anything. Where we exited, there was an entrance you could go in and take a photo with like Chewbacca and them, I think still. And there is a shopping opportunity there to kind of, I guess, get you going. Um, they pitch it as things in the land and not in the land. Which is so crazy. I pretty much saw everything in the land. <laughs> Well, and then why would you have anything available out here right, yeah. that you wouldn't have available yeah. in the land? Star Wars um, Galaxy's Edge, check in at the launch bay. We did check in, but also if you have reservations, please check your wristbands because they gave us the wrong yeah. time um, wristbands and we would have, it was for the current time. So we checked in a little early. So we got wristbands for two to six and our obviously our reservations weren't f- until five and it was already like, it had like just turned two or two thirty or three, so that would have like we would have lost a whole. Like if we had, if I don't know, they would have made us. They wouldn't they have had the wristbands there. They would have yeah, made us go back to Launch up Bay, at get five, the and ones. then kicked us out at six. And I would have been like, "Excuse me," <laughs> <laughs> um, because they, yeah, I mean, they made it seem like they would be really strict, and we didn't know at the time. Yeah. But check your wristbands, make sure it's for the right time, and then yeah, we like David said, you're saying we were meandering about and our son had fallen asleep which was good it's what we wanted but then yeah we just sort of sat waiting they told us there would be no line we uh they enter at uh critter country so right below hungry bear hungry bear restaurant Uh, and there were very much people waiting we sat down and sort of just enjoyed the shade and again sitting since our son was asleep um, but we had like an hour and a half or so to wait. Um, but it was a good little break. Um, but yeah, it was uh, no line yet. Then all of a sudden there was a line. I yeah. don't know. I will say it got a little chaotic. At first, it seemed like they were going to be. Everyone was very excited to go. <laughs> <laughs> first, it seemed like it was going to be pretty like organized. And then it really wasn't. But um but our, you know, Wes was up and we were all very excited and we had to kind of, there wasn't really a line, but they do scan your um, wristbands um, and then you kind of get shuffled into what is this walkway, but then mm-hmm. they stop you. So they let us in at about what, 4.30? Yeah, at 4.30 they started scanning wristbands and queuing the group together uh, they basically stop you near, oh, it was kind of nice. It was near a, a, one of the Coca-Cola stands where they're selling the limited edition, selling the limited edition Coca-Cola and Sprite bottles. I don't know if they're limited. Oh, really? That'll be great if they're in the park the whole time. Yeah. 
Uh, I'd be surprised if any of you are still doing it, but I'd like to be proven <laughs> wrong. That'd be cool. Um, so anyway, they, they stop you near an X-Wing and uh, that's on a stage that looks like there might be a show there eventually, which is directly opposite of what they're calling Jedi Ruins, which will eventually become Rise of the Resistance. It's just the whole cute outdoor queue area. And uh, then there's an A wing there. You can't really there. see anything other than these no. There's no signage or anything. Yeah, yeah. There, and and yeah, you can't see anything in the land except for some cast members walking around. They give you the lowdown. They tell you if you're going to the cantina, follow me. I'm holding a stick with a big orange flag on it. Um, and it does. It doesn't look like a a, a road worker flag. Like it looks of the land. Um, and uh and then uh was there another cue or was it just if you want to go to the land go to your left otherwise follow me with the orange flag yeah pretty much yeah i mean really it was like don't run it was like just a very much a calm down yeah everyone's here we want everyone to be safe don't freak out (laughs) (laughs) um which is sad because you have to tell a bunch of grown adults to behave we're excited Um, but yeah, so, and then Chewie came and sort of hyped the crowd up. Not that they needed that. <laughs> Not that we needed that. Um, and then at five o'clock, it was kind of a fun little, like, countdown. And, uh, then we were kind of, the gates were opened, if you will. And you do quite a bit of walking, um, before yeah. you really kind of get into the nitty gritty of the land. I mean, you're walking and it's pretty much like you said, it's, they're not calling it rice of was it Rise of the Resistance? What did you say? Rise of the Resistance will be the attraction, but yeah, they're um, calling it Jedi the Ruins. ruins. Um, but that, I mean, you were saying how crazy big it looks, and you yeah. really do. You walk the whole like length of it, and you're like, where, where is this land? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there were a lot of cast members um, kind of directing you. Um, so again, if you wanted to go to the cantina, which um, magical kind of mama had suggested you get your name in kind of right away because um, they started doing a virtual queue that they hadn't done at first, but they did a, not a virtual queue, but you basically left your phone number and it mm-hmm. kind of had your place or would, would ho- not hold your place. I don't know how to put it because nothing was ever guaranteed. Like even sure. when you got the text and got into line for the cantina, you still weren't sure. really guaranteed going in. Um, but I was nervous about that because I had told um, you, remember like the day or two before, that I had read some people had put their name in like pretty yeah. much towards the beginning and didn't make it in. Yep. Which I was like, that's insane. Yep. Like it's four hours. Like how? But anyway, so Dave, we kind of divide and conquer. That's Dave and I are really big on divide and conquering. And it's funny because a lot of people we visited Disneyland with who don't come very often are very different and I get that because they're here like as a family it's a vacation or or whatever so the the idea is to be together right so even if you're waiting in a two-hour line you're doing that together um I I would assume that's some of it um but David and I we decided to divide and conquer so he was gonna go put our name in for the cantina and I was gonna go uh get in line to build a droid because we decided that that's something we wanted to do and we thought Wes would really like it um so yeah so we did that um i can speak to like i got into the line mm-hmm. for the joy depot it wasn't very long um but that was the first kind of 
glimpse into how strict they were being with the time frames and the wristbands because there were people oh. from the previous time block trying to jump in line right yeah. at the end yeah and he was like nope like that's nope like you had your time and you can't spend another hour yeah. doing this like your time is your time and so they were pretty um nice. diligent about it um, and then my worry, though, did become at that point that David wouldn't be back to experience. No, we lucked building. out, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I followed the flag guy, and he walked us all the way around, basically, to the to one of the tunnels, the furthest tunnel uh, that goes up near the back of Big Thunder, and turned around, and he was basically snaking the cantina line around that way. And we got in line to give our name and phone number to a cast member. I probably waited in that line for no more than 10 minutes. And by the time I was, yeah, by the time I was done with that, Susie was right at the door for the droid depot. So it sort of worked out perfectly. And she told me that they were out of uh, a couple of the colors, but when we went in, we we saw some of the colors (laughs) that it seemed like they might've been out of. So, I mean, I can appreciate them trying to kind of forewarn everybody and give people the option like, hey, if this is something you want, we don't have it and if it is but then you think about it that way too on the flip right you say oh i don't have this color right oh, okay i'll come back or something and then they have it um that is an interesting uh little setup the droid depot because you it's a store and it is a store you can access even if you're not building a droid and they're uh but there is a very specific section of the store that has um, I guess gates, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. So you can't freely walk into that space. Right, correct. Um, but you do get Where in the line. Parts are and everything yeah, are. you get in line. Um, you pay for your um, droid. They do have kind of like a menu, if you will, to the left of uh, sort of your options. You can do a, an R droid or a B droid. Is that the correct? R droid or BB droid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can make some decisions and sort of see what some of your options are and then you pay for it and you get your basket which has um all the parts that you need to basically pick out Mm -hmm. to build your droid and then uh they they might have you wait like they had us wait a couple minutes not too long at all but just so that there was enough space um near the conveyor belt yeah Um, it's very i love lucy in there (laughs) so it's this conveyor belt Um, with just literal pieces scattered about it and you just go to it and you pick uh, you know the pieces and your basket has like a legend at the bottom that says these are the five pieces you need you need a body you need a head you need two legs you need a foot for the front we got an R droid so that was how that worked out and uh, and then yeah that's sort of how you know what the pieces you need as they are coming on the conveyor belt so we grab those and then you go to um, a station in the middle. Um, it's basically uh, where you build your droid. Uh, there's a lot of cast members coming around to sort of help you help you out because to me it wasn't very clear. There are directions technically on the sure. table, I think if you will. Part of the experience is that you get the assistance. Sure. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I definitely thought so but you may have to like wait or your cast member might go in between you know two people but it was a good experience like it wasn't you know rushed or chaotic i mean i guess there is a 
there's a sense of chaos because I think it's, ex I guess it's excitement that I'm more than saying there is. There's a sense of like this creation yeah. Well, happening. we've also like talked about on the show how we miss the baskets going around the top of the Star Tours queue. And this has something very similar to that where there's these droid parts that go around the perimeter of this droid depot of all these parts of droids like C-3PO uh, parts and R2-D2 parts, or not, R, you know, R-droid parts, basically. And all these droid parts that kind of go along this this hangar system that goes around the perimeter of the store. Uh, there, uh, there's uh, droids all throughout the store um, in uh, sort of display cases, on shelves, hanging on the wall. There's all these Easter eggs. K2SO from Rogue One was in there. I was very excited to see him. Um, and stuff like that. It's very neat to see all the little hidden Easter eggs they have just throughout the stores themselves. Like, I mean, really, like New Orleans Square when you go into uh, the, uh, Le Baton Rouge or things like that. Uh, every nook and cranny is filled with something to see. Um, so it's definitely worth stopping in whether or not you're building a droid. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, So you can, you can watch people do this. Um, but we got to the table and um, we, a cast member started to assist us um, to put the, our droid together. Um, and then there's a couple pieces that you get from them. Very small kind of pieces that you kind of just put on the yeah, droid well, at the end. bumpers and stuff. You could choose yeah. colors. And um, what's really fun, um, especially for younger people, um, kids, I guess I should say, is there is um, like a little not box but it's it's you know they, she sticks the droid the build built droid in this little it's like an activation chamber yeah so she just kind of puts them in they get a grab a remote control which links up to the specific droid and what i found interesting i told you was they yell like oh yeah what were they yelling name. like i can't Somebody. remember i feel like it was like brad it's probably like brad because he has to like click something but it seemed like I don't know. Yeah, I, you think I, it was more like an in character. I think it was thing? an in character thing, and I just didn't get the reference. Neither unfortunately. did I. Yeah, apparently I I'm a hashtag fake, fake fan. So I swear they were like Brad, Brad. <laughs> but anyway, um, again, I think David, you you had to remind me <laughs> that it was probably all a little more for show. Oh yeah. But I think it was so much viewing it through Wes's. Oh, sure. Point of view. Um, but they stick the droid in that little cabinet, if you will, and shallow. It's a shallow cabinet. And there are there's a button um, closest to us uh, that you will press when she or your cast member tells you it's time. And it basically, once you press it, it activates the... Uh, activation. Yeah, there's uh, like six steps to this system. activation a uh, uh, chain reaction of things that happen in your droid sort of reacts to every little uh, section. Uh, so as you press it, the first chamber lights up and it's like powering up or whatever it is. But each little step up the, if, uh, the ladder, if you will, of stages, yeah, there's five stages of activation, uh, activates a little thing on your droid. And by the end, your droid comes to life, lights up, makes noise, and then they pull them out of the activation chamber and hand you the remote control, let you do a little test drive. They show you how to uh, put his legs in the correct configuration. And, um, and it really is a really neat toy and a really neat experience and process. And 
my favorite part of this whole thing is how amazing the uh, remote control unit itself looks. It looks like a toy straight out of the 80s. From the shape, the colors, the design, the, the, the way it feels in your hand. It's just so 80s and I love it. <laughs> it's like red, white, and blue and this huge white chunky plastic controller. It lights up in different things, and it does different things. Your droid obviously can go forward, back, left, right, um, but you can also rotate its head. There's a button to make it make sounds. There's an extra button where if you buy, obviously, they're going to upsell you on things. If you <laughs> well, buy no, an accessory. Well, no, they don't upsell you. No, they're they don't. just accessories yeah. available Optional in the shop. Optional pieces you can buy that are yeah. not included with your purchase of a droid. So just for um, uh, informative, I guess, or for for people's information i think it was 99.99 yes <laughs> it's like a hundred dollars basically yeah. um so that's the base price that gets you a, an r droid um and then you can obviously spend more than that with some of the accessories but again they do not upsell you they're just available outside however i will say this this is my one peeve with the entire situation is there really is not and maybe no one else would need this but me, but like, <laughs> there's no instruction, no instruction manual um, because we did opt to get one of the accessories, uh, you know, and they're not that expensive. I mean, they, you know, they're less than $20. Obviously, when you already spent $100 on a, a, to a toy, if you will. Um, but again, David and I talk about this all the time. This is something we would have done probably even if we didn't have Wes. Yeah. <laughs> so while Wes is really enjoying it, it's something we've actually... Um, really thought was just a great experience yeah. and he's been fun to play with in the house um but uh they don't tell you how like we got r2 or rd as wes has named That's him right, yeah. um we got him blasters um and i remember when we went to finally put him on i was like i don't know where these go <laughs> and the only instruction on the box was it like goes to it on his leg on the r, r droid's leg and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> how? And I finally figured out that one of those like colored panel pieces that we had added comes off. So you have to pop off a piece and then put that on. And I, so a couple things I have an issue with is one, the instruction just could have been a little clearer. And two, I also feel like the added, the, the additions shouldn't necessarily need you shouldn't need to remove things if that makes sense oh sure i guess that's how i feel because now i'm like okay well now i, I gotta not lose this on, but, yeah. but you saw the blasters and now we have to yeah. keep track of the blasters because right. he's gonna want to put the blasters back on and i will also say the blasters did not like i expected it to click in just like the rest of um Artie's, like pieces did and and it it works um because it's it lights up and it makes noises but it doesn't like it doesn't feel as secure as the rest mm. of it so i'm like i don't know <laughs> anyway that was a really good time we we did our droid deep yeah. we did our droid and they have other cool merchandise in there they even have these little backpacks that your r2 droid can or your r droid can fit can in live probably in, the yeah. bb droid can fit in there too they were sold out when we were there yeah because um, i think we would have got but I it seemed pretty one. cool yeah. yeah and then r2d2 a full-sized r2d2 is in that store two thousand dollars no, no twenty five thousand right? dollars yeah. for like a life-size working R2D2 that R2D2, works. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty and cool and you could take a photo i with think them, it was the magical kind of mama uh -huh. who was there when someone was a couple was buying it that's which amazing. Is crazy right 
I wonder if they put them in a large version of that white box that you take your <laughs> small one home in. <laughs> she has to carry that yeah. around the park all day. Um, there's that. Uh, I know you were really tempted to buy DJ Rex. It's a Bluetooth. Because yes. he's also, he's exactly like the droid you can build. Oh, I should say this. You can buy a pre-made R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um, we didn't look at C-3PO a ton, but R2-D2, it's the same exact price as if you were to build it. So in my mind, I'm like, why wouldn't you just go yeah, just build your own? Like, Yeah, because like, that was so much a part of it was that experience. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So yeah, the Rex droid looks really cool. He's about as just as big as the, the droids you can build in the depot. Um, but he's DJ Rex. He's a Bluetooth remote control speaker and i uh guy selga from touring plans did like he bought one and they did like a review of it and i loved everything about it you should talk to krista krista bought it she didn't i asked her about it yeah she wrote at the bottom (laughs) there's a disclaimer that says i just need to start my gofundme page but guys i thought she got it so guy selga he got one and did a review of it and i loved everything he loves it and i love everything about it but it takes AA batteries, and I just... You're going to burn through that. Yeah, I just... It takes eight AA's, and I'm like, oh I would rather goodness. it be something I can plug in. Yeah, and charge. Because I'd love to have him just at my office in my on my desk. Like, I don't need to drive him yeah, around like a remote so control awful. car. Um, well, but anything... But I like that it does drive around like a remote control car, but... Well, why couldn't you just charge it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so far, our R2 droid um, uh, is still on his factory batteries, and I think we forget... To turn him off all well, the time we so. know wes <laughs> wes sleeps with him every night yes he's very much been worth the I money my droid. <laughs> <laughs> um, he watches star wars with him <laughs> plays with him he's like his friend one thing we forgot to mention is that the droid interacts with the land yes so they turn him on and leave him on in the box well, they give as you, you the option right but why wouldn't you keep of it on, course right? and uh you were saying it was like having another kid as you were walking around well yeah because i um unfortunately was not able to ride smugglers run um with david and wes so um what it was more when i was by myself (laughs) that i felt somewhat silly because at times he was literally in the stroller and that was just for convenience (laughs) like it wasn't like people probably looked at me and thought i was a crazy lady who went to star wars (laughs) land with her stroller to put her droid in oh my gosh (laughs) um but yeah, when uh, when you guys were on the ride and I was by myself at any point, even when uh, I think I was in line for the popcorn, I just was like, "What does that?" Sound? I was like, "Oh, do I have to tend to him? Like, what do I?" <laughs> it's like a tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it was really fun. It, it just again, it was just this yeah. element of fun. I mean, that's such a key thing. How did we even forget that? Yeah. But yeah, keep it on. You build it, keep it on. You cannot play with it um, in the land. Um, Wes did take it out of the box and held it. Um, again, I, I, get, I think I'm really, we have to like tag and mention Magical Kind of Mama, but I got a lot of really great tips from her. Yeah. Um, she, her son, they did the droid as well, and her son had um, held him and at one point was told that they had to stay in the box by a cast member, mm. which I think she said she confirmed that it really isn't the case. It was just the cast member that... Mm she ended up running into but um you definitely cannot 
use the remote control feature. So if, if you can't just drive them around the land. Yeah, because then it'd just be pure chaos. Well, there's also <laughs> stairs and things in the land. You could easily drive your well, droid yeah. off the edge of and say, oh, yeah. I broke it. And it then went down the stairs. Then they're liable, yeah, yeah, because of anything. So, But also, it would 100% get in the way and get kicked by somebody. Well, so. that's what I'm saying, yeah. And then someone would be like, huh? But anyway, um, so Wes had a grand old time. No one ever ended up telling us that he couldn't be out of the box, but he, he really just yeah. held him the whole time. So he slept with him that night with the cutest little picture of him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just really enjoyable. And that was the first thing we did. Yeah. And I think after that was when we really finally stepped outside and said, okay, now let's look around. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> we still had to wait for our reservation. We had a plan that we would, would not try to ride Smuggler's Run until later. Yeah. Um, in our reservation and because we finished I mean we were pretty much done with that droid thing what 30 minutes maybe maybe 45 yeah I mean we took our time because I was waiting for a text we had for they, they, they quoted me 45 minutes so yeah maybe a half hour because it was about 15 minutes after that that I got the text yeah. that we said just, we were, we were ready finally to able to just walk around and mm -hmm. look around for a little bit yeah um, so we went and took pictures with stormtroopers we took a picture in front of Kylo Ren's ship uh, and Wes then was dressed as a stormtrooper. He was. They're really great. I've seen so many awesome videos of, I mean, really all the cast members, but even um, the characters, the the, the stormtroopers, the, mm -hmm. the Kylo Ren's, um, Chewbacca's, oh, like Rey's walking around. Yes. Yeah. Are so great um, in interacting um, really with and everyone. There's that other, uh, that, there's that like uh, other new character that walks around the land, and I forget her name, but she's. Uh, uh, everyone's favorite. She's got blue hair, and oh, they say no she's very Han Solo-y. Let me pull up her name real quick, because oh. everyone like she's like we the person see to see. We did. I saw her once. She's always sort of hiding from the stormtroopers, <laughs> mm. uh, and she'll get to know you if you're standing in line for something. She'll hide behind you, get to, and then chat with you while she's hiding from the stormtroopers. Oh, and uh, I hear she's like a mixture of like Han Solo and like really her own thing. Right. Um, but I hear a lot of people really love her. When we walked into that like little Imperial corner, I don't know the exact name of it. Um, there were stormtroopers on the buildings or on top of the buildings right. doing like a patrol. A patrol, like, yeah, a perimeter It was check. so cute because like Wes is in this, his little stormtrooper outfit and they like spot him and they point him out. And then a little bit later, they're out um, and down and, and kind of patrolling. And, uh, you know, Wes was like, why'd they come and see me? And it's like, <laughs> it was just so great because they really did go out of their way to interact and take pictures with him. And, um, you know, of course, in this particular case, thank him for his service. <laughs> That's right. They did. Um, but uh, our son is battling his light, his 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 allegiance to the light or dark side because later he changed into his uh, uh, Luke uh, outfit. That's right. So she keeps tabs on the First Order. V may pass on some tricks of her trade to ensure those she encounters know how the resistance is gaining its strength. So that's that's what she does. But basically she just is a No, I think that's great. That I just didn't, I, didn't, I don't She's think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, I, I noticed I'm her a few times while we were walking around, but also it was like that and the Disney Play app, just things that I was very much like, we'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. Like, let totally. me. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, you can really get overwhelmed. And I think that's why for me, 
I just wanted to have an idea of what did it, what we wanted to choose a couple things that we wanted or had to do this visit. Um, and then we could do the rest. And I completely agree. There's yeah. so much um, interaction um, with the Disney play app and stuff. And I saw people just kind of doing it and I, I it seemed cool and it, it had to be like not their first just, time in the land. Well, sure. yeah, I was just like, I this is definitely something I can do it at a different date. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then we went to the cantina. Mm-hmm. So after we got the text, we got in line, and we probably waited in line for fifteen minutes, I don't maybe. Know that. Uh, I well, Wes had to use the quick. restroom. That's all I know. So yeah. um, that you know, we and waited we, in line for maybe. Mm-hmm. 10 15 minutes sure before he went and then he went and then we went inside and there's three options there's the booth there's standing tables or there's at the bar um and the rule was if it's first come first serve so wherever they put you they put you though although they will come out and ask they'll say this is what's available is that okay you could wait if you want but we just took first available which was at the bar and we found a spot right near the entrance but you have a great view of rex he had um really a great view of the entire interior only thing is the bar is double-sided so on the rex side of the bar so you'd basically have your back to rex there might be stuff to see on that side of the bar that we didn't see but there's all kinds of stuff to see inside the cantina well not um, too much because i walked over to see rex oh okay i mean i took a peek I'm but sure like there's... behind the bar where they pour the drinks and stuff there's stuff up above um it, there's like creatures in aquariums um uh, and uh, uh, it's just a really cool atmosphere. And Rex is over there with Paul Rubens doing all new voiceover and playing music. It reminded me a little bit, although I couldn't hear him as well as, but it reminded me a little bit of my boy over at Magic Kingdom. Sunny Eclipse. So yeah, uh, Paul Rubens is basically the sunny eclipse of the park. Uh, although you can't hear him as well, but, and I don't see the cantina becoming uh less crowded anytime soon uh let alone the land itself but uh i i think that's gonna be a tough people sorry people stole the menu and they're on ebay for olga's cantina by the way oh oh yeah that's the name olga's cantina olga 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 i keep thinking olga no like an old russian woman no no this is my cantina um, and we had uh, one drink each. Wesley got the blue Isn't milk. Isn't there a, a mi- no? It's a maximum. You can only order two alcoholic beverages. Two drinks. Or well, she said two drinks per person maximum, and I think it's just to, to get people, people out of there. Yeah. And it was forty-five minutes yeah. maximum. You got to get out in forty-five minutes. Um, and uh, so Wesley got the blue milk. You, what was your drink so called? He got the blue bantha, which is blue milk served chilled with bantha inspired vanilla butter sugar cookie. That reminded me of a Girl Scout cookie. Uh, the, the, what's the one with the coconut on it? Samoas. Samoas. Thank you. Uh, I had the fuzzy tauntaun, uh, which was, I had like a, a zillion. Do you have the fuzzy tauntaun ingredients? Ciroc peach vodka. Bowls, peach schnapps, and simply orange topped with tangerine, pure cane sugar, buzz foam. So that buzz foam was no joke. It reminded me of like when you test a nine volt battery with your tongue, um, <laughs> but uh, not as 
not as strong, but certainly lasted for quite some time. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I felt about it in the end. I had fun with it, but I don't know that I loved it. Sure. But yeah, if this is literally the only place I would ever, I can ever get that thing because I'd never experienced that before. How was the drink? I'm good with that. How did you drink was really drink? good. Yeah, okay. it was dangerously a lot good. Of yeah. I'll say a lot of people just feel like they're not boozy enough. Oh, uh, I don't know. I was, I, well, although we, we hadn't, hadn't eaten. eaten. <laughs> yeah, um, I was feeling it pretty good. Yeah, but I also feel like you might be kind of a little bit of a late. Too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we did that. You went up and got good pictures of Rex. Oh, what was your drink? Did I got the Blurg Fire. Ah, yes. Which is uh, Odwalla lemonade, pomegranate juice, and a habanero lime. A rim. Like a rim to mm-hmm. it, um, which was like a... It's interesting that's not even on here, but it was like, um, not, not maybe like tahini. I don't know that it is tahini, but it's that sure. type of like flavor. Chili lime. Chili type. liney. Yeah. yeah uh, rim. So that was pretty good. We did not end up having the jello any of or the, the food. snacks. Yeah. Um, we were just really hungry at that point, so I was determined. We to, did like, have to ask for coasters, but we did get three of the four coasters they offer. Yeah. Which um, is so strange that literally they were serving things without the coasters. They were giving us napkins instead. Yeah, and it was very like, barry. What's the yeah. point <laughs> of this? Um, I think in the end, I think in the end, it was a good uh, experience. This is probably going to be the Cove Bar of Disneyland. In that, like worse Cove Bar is. Oh well, yeah, probably because as a Star Wars aspect to it. But uh, when uh, Lamplight Lounge opened, uh, they might even still now, they had coaster, like theme, special themed coasters and stuff like that. And there's always a line for Cove Bar. And there will always be a line for the cantina, I'm sure. Um, uh, any other notes about the cantina before we head out? And During the day, it's a pretty nondescript sign, at least that I could tell, because I remember walking past it after... Um, we had gone in and, and it was dusky at that point, um, starting to get dark. And then the cantina sign was lit up mm-hmm. and it very clearly read cantina. And I thought that was just a nice, I mean, you know, yeah. little things. Again, the difference between day and night, right? Totally. Like the vibe of yeah. the whole. It was nice to see the land change. It totally was. And I thought yeah. that was a really good call on your part. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we, while we were eating at Oga's Cantina, we did order. Not eating, we were drinking. Sorry, while we were drinking <laughs> at Oga's Cantina, we ordered food from Docking Bay 7. And doing the mobile order made it really nice because there were, seemed to be a really long line outside the establishment itself. Well, specifically, much later, like we passed by it later. Um, I don't know if we were leaving or going in smugglers run and yeah i mean the i think we were just wandering insane. around the land later yeah we got the smoked kadu ribs which are sticky pork ribs blueberry corn muffin cabbage slaw now the blueberry corn muffin really was like a sweet corn like like a blueberry sweet corn tamale filling almost i thought it was really yummy i think you thought it was a little strange well, I, yeah, I definitely think the pairing was strange. The food was good. Yes, um, the itself. ribs were really good. I mean, yeah, both of the things itself were really good. I just, I didn't understand the pairing, but I did hear a lot about how kind of strange <laughs> the food selections were. I will say that is what I didn't do a ton of research on, and I think this mm. was one of the things I was willing to, like, I even told you when you ordered, like, I think at that point I kind of felt sick, and I just needed food, because we really probably could have ordered one other thing. Yeah. But we just didn't. Yeah, we just shared that. Um, 
And you went and got the popcorn. Yeah, I went and got the popcorn. Um, but um, I just figured that was something I could do mm -hmm. later. Because that's, I think that's, again, the hard part is enjoying it in the moment, but also taking it in. Like, even when I think back, I'm like, well, what was that? What was that called? What did? And then you're like, well, how do I not remember this? And it's almost because you're running around sort yeah. of trying to get this stuff done. Totally. And not really like. Yeah taking it in as much as you probably should be. And I remember after we finished eating, we sort of looked at our watch and we were like, oh my gosh, it's already seven o'clock. And the tip was to get in line for Smuggler's Run before the last hour of your time because there was overlapping before the next group came in. Well, I feel like some of the things I read had actually said just go in like a half hour before your time is up because you'll be sure. in line at that point. But I think you were actually the one that said why what, we should go now. Well, the line then, was only 35 minutes. Or yeah, but I, I but I know, but you you really had that point because at that point it was just our group because the other group previous to us had been filtered out. But you had a good point. The second that that next hour came. hour opened you would a whole you, new group yeah, was going to come and in, that including would add mark hop as a blink 182 <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you guys got in line for that or we I, we got in line for that and uh you guys what would you think that. of the queue we just did a queue episode it was good it was good i think i would have want it looks good but i do think i would have wanted or liked maybe a little more I don't know if interaction, because there's so much interaction everywhere. Sure, there there's were knobs one. and levers that did not turn nor leave. <laughs> you know, I mean, like you couldn't well, activate the Well, there's the one levers. like main room, and I guess that's always the case. I mean, it's very, there's very much a theme, obviously. It's, yeah. it's good in that sense. But I think there's just a lot of, not I, empty space, but I think of like Star Tours. And the line is much longer, obviously. Mm -hmm. Cute, um, and you have really great shots or not shots but vantage points of the Millennium Falcon mm -hmm. from the other side, which is really awesome. Um, but short of that, I felt like there just could have been a little more. Like, even there were, um, you know, some com audio commentary of like people working, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's basically like almost like a some sort of uh, um, proving ground or some sort of mechanics garage type of feel and it even smells like motor oil in some places and i thought that was a really good touch um and uh and yeah you hear people working you see engines doing tests and you see like fog comes up and lights change but and only like a that. little bit every once in a while correct yeah, it's not so. too much yeah but i guess i feel like there could have been more oh you <laughs> not yeah. too much but maybe you could have been more well I just yeah, I feel like it was there was a lot of quiet time sure. and a lot of quiet spaces. And like I think again, yeah. I know it's longer, but I think of like Star Tours where you go into the, you know, you have the big screen and mm -hmm. then you have the star speeder and then you have C three PO and then you have R two D two and then you turn yeah. the corner and then there's the, um, uh, the the working droids, you know, manning the. Um, luggage and then you yeah. know what I mean like the screeners I, I just felt like I guess I would have wanted something more like that like sure. a little more to see so I guess I wasn't that impressed with the queue I will it say it is 100% handicapped stairs but you do yeah. go up to the second floor yeah it very it very much was cool to see um, the Millennium Falcon <laughs> through 
um, some of the windows yes. on your way through, though. Yeah. I will say that the room, you can kind of talk more about this because I'm not sure what the guy's called and all that. But mm -hmm. that room, the. Yeah, Hondo Anaka. Yeah. So, yeah, you. Uh, there's a general, like, grouping area where they split, like, maybe. Uh, 60 people in two and there's 30 people on one side of the room and 30 people on the other then you go into the next area <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> oh this is important um then you go to the next area and that's where hondo onaka is up on a platform and it's the most amazing animatronic i've ever seen and behind him is an angled screen that sort of makes everything look three-dimensional it's angled down so you can see it and he's sort of telling you about your mission and uh, everyone, after his pitch to you, uh, moves through that room into a basically sorting room where they give you a, uh, a role and they give you that role by handing you a card. And each, uh, for each role, there's two people. So there's two pilots, there's two gunners, there are two engineers. And that group of six people gets... Uh, uh, sort of moved into the Millennium Falcon waiting area and that's where you're seeing all these great photos of people in the Millennium Falcon there's the I forget the name of the chess game I'm a hashtag fake fan but there's the couch area where you see uh, uh, um, the the space chess game that uh, Chewbacca was playing in A New Hope and you can see where well you know the hallway to where the cockpit of the millennium falcon would be but then you realize that groups are being called to different areas of this waiting area and what it seems is that this waiting area has many offshoots and many cockpits and uh, associated with it so it's a really clever way to give everybody an experience and move people through the ride so you have about five minutes in that room before your group is called and then you go into a uh an area where you basically stand in your role with your other five people six people total you watch a video of hondo onaka telling you hey here we go um this is the mission that we need to complete the cast member checks are you uh if you're the pilot he'll ask have you ever piloted a carillion vessel before uh, and then he'll give you an appropriate response and uh then the the only thing that seems strange is that the previous pilots and crew come out of the cockpit towards while you're base you. toward you while you're waiting there mm -hmm. and it seems weird that they don't a go one way um or b get out before they open before they open the door almost like tower of terror in florida where when the elevator comes it's empty because it had emptied out sure. and in a different area not super important, but it does make the exit situation sort of awkward. Yeah. Because then you're just waiting for the elevator to come. <laughs> yeah. While the other people are about to go on and have a blast. Sure. So uh, once you get in the cockpit, very much looks like the Millennium Falcon. And it's basically a great video game. Um, and uh, everybody has a role. Uh, the ride lasts about five or six minutes. And it's terrific. We were able to successfully obtain two fuel cells which was better than the crew that we had did previous because this was their second time on the ride. I see. And they only rescued one fuel cell. So this time we rescued two. So I guess Wesley and I 
we're good pilots, which is really me leaning over and steering both <laughs> the left right joy- joystick and the up down joystick while Wes just yelled for backup and looked <laughs> looked for X wings. But he had a blast, and um, and yeah, so that was our sort and of. And you said it was like, would you say it's less intense, as intense, or more intense than Star Tours? I think it's less intense than Star Tours, but you have something to do. Mm-hmm. So I think they've toned it down because you have things to do. Sure. Um, and it doesn't need to be as crazy because you have stuff to do. Sure. So, um, but yeah, it definitely like if I if I sat there and paid attention to it, which I did a couple times, I was kind of like, oh, this could be a little jerkier, or oh, the sound could be a little louder here. It's interesting because I've read so many mixed things, and again, it's it's. It's, it's an amazing always attraction. Be mixed, it's such a great attraction. I heard a lot of people say it was really intense. So I'm just like, oh. No. I, I was really nervous about no, like Wes. And I'm really glad because he has his days where he does want to do things and doesn't want to do things. But you guys rode Star Tours twice that day. Yeah, he had a blast. So. And Star Tours, they brought back the old prequel trilogy uh, scenes. So we saw Darth Vader, we saw Kashyyyk, and we saw Coruscant, which we hadn't seen in a long time. Fun. Um, so yeah, that was a smuggler's run. Then we exited the attraction. Oh, we got our score, which was not great. Uh, I think it said we did 20%. I don't know what that means. Um, but our friend Mark Hoppus from the band Blink-182 is a huge Disneyland fan. And, uh, I saw that he had gone on, um, smuggler's run so i asked him what role did you have on your mission and he says that he was a gunner we got a cumulative negative 500 points on our mission (laughs) so um the other thing is i did not get the feeling ever throughout the rest of our day that our how our mission performed right affected how our day was in the land at all like maybe the cast member that took us in he said something when the ride was over a little bit, like, oh, you guys, like, but I was also still trying to take in the Maybe attraction. Maybe they're still so. trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. But there was nothing that led me to believe that any, that our performance followed you, followed us. Yeah. Um, and I haven't heard from anybody yeah, that that's been the case. So I don't know. Um, we pretty much just sort of walked around at night at that point and sort of enjoyed yeah, the, sun the park. Yeah, had gone down. Um, in that respect and i will say that because at that point um that would have been the last group uh we we definitely took our time leaving we were never really asked or told to leave um but we did sort of meander our way out but definitely took our time and i mean this is all speculation but i genuinely feel like we probably could have stayed the rest of yeah, the night unless and not we got had in line issue. for like we didn't do the jedi temple to build the lightsaber what is that called sir i don't think you can go in unless you have savvy's workshop savvy's workshop yeah we yeah. do you have to have a reservation for it or something no it's just oh. like the droid depot you have to wait in line but that I correct think is a different i think experience. they might have booted us if we gotten in line for that and they saw that or we didn't have the well, right no they just didn't seem to be checking there were a lot less cast yeah, members sure. the crowd had a lot yeah. of people were shopping and maybe that's because it was the end of our yeah um shops are very small so yeah the two things i think that we did not um i guess touch on was even when we first saw the Millennium Falcon, you ended up seeing it, I think, a little... Oh, no, you had... I saw it later than you did. Yeah, so... I saw it after oh, we came out of the cantina, yeah, and because, Wesley was so excited. 
Yeah, he, I mean, well, so it's very epic. Like, that is the yeah. back of the land where Smuggler's Run is and the Millennium Falcon. And, I mean, you cannot see it until you turn a yeah. corner. The whole land um, is basically shaped like a question mark. Yeah. And it's basically right at the tip of the curl of that question mark. Yeah. Um, but it's a really great, like, reveal, I guess. And um, I remember when we first saw it, we were still waiting in line for a cantina, so I did not get in line. But the, I mean, the line for the photo pass or the opportunity to, you know, take um, a picture with photo pass, at least a photographer, um, was so long. And you can absolutely take pictures without waiting in that line. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but they do do a really good job at keeping kind of a certain space clear so that anyone who is waiting in that line can get a really good, yeah. nice, clean And they shot. even do like with a really wide angle lens so they can get up close to you and get the whole Millennium Falcon without. Well, I feel like ours did a, a, some, some fun stuff, but they yeah. don't all look like that a lot oh, more sure. straight on. Like either way, you know, they did put a lot of thought and time and effort into it. And yeah, um, Wes just, I mean, he ran up to it. It was like, the yeah, I mean, exactly. Like yeah. he was so excited, and so a little later we did end up doing the the pictures, and um, was pretty happy with some of the stuff she did. It was uh, lighting was a little hard, I think, with some of the stuff she did, but mm -hmm. um, really some great shots of Wes and his lightsaber. He was dressed as Luke at that point. What is great is our pictures look like there's literally nobody else there, but yeah. there are. Um, but again. You know, not. Also, the ship is so big; every, people can get photos with it <laughs> yeah, from any angles, angle, yeah. from any distance, and it still looks good. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I guess that would be the only other thing that we didn't, we sort of alluded to earlier and didn't really end up touching on. Yeah. Um, for the most part, um, crowd, the crowd is manageable. I think it was mainly in the shops, like in the droid shop. It was really hard to move around when we had gotten out of the building. Yeah, and, and then, then in the marketplace, the shops are really shallow and right. small. Which makes sense because yeah. like, again, like you're thinking, you know. I also think those, uh, everything on the uh, west wall of all those shops is butt up against the back of Rise of the Resistance. So I think they're <laughs> making, <laughs> Well, I don't I know that for sure, of, but it yeah, I think it's like part it, of yeah. the theme, but like, I guess the the point being is while it never felt crazy um, outside of like the shops, yeah, there were a couple times, and I guess they were all in the shops. But when we looked at each other and we were just like, "What is it going to be like mm -hmm. when it's just free for all?" Basically, yeah. and well, yeah, so nice. There's so there's these great quiet areas mm -hmm. and stuff, and. Those yeah, probably those won't exist. Away. Especially yeah. when Rise of the Resistance, because a lot of it's in Over that there. side of the park. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really nice to just be walking around in what felt like, you know, Big Thunder Ranch at night back in the day. Mm -hmm. And then Chewbacca's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and no one's around, like, harassing him. Like, yeah. maybe another five people, maybe. Yeah. But, it was a really great, yeah. um, and again, seemed to definitely taper off, and probably because it was in that transitional time. And, the, maybe they didn't even fill the complete late slot. I, re, I really don't know, but um, but really good experience. Good day. Had a fun time. Yeah. Really impressed with the theming. They it's have their so own language. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can look that kind of stuff yeah, up online. Suns, bright suns. 
rising Save moons, travels till the spire yeah and they're so good um all pretty much at at staying kind of I think within till the spire is my favorite one <laughs> um w- within their kind of theme um yeah i mean i mean it's just i mean it's exciting it's new it looks amazing yeah. it feels like you're compl- like i mean you really are you're like don't you don't feel like you're in Disneyland anymore at all and I know there's a lot of controversy with it being their period and I you know we touched on this in one of our other episodes I do think that there are some things that don't make sense about it and sure in the end would I have put it there no but like that's where it is that's <laughs> that's what it's gonna be like do I think they should figure start something out with Star Tours yes <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, it was. I'm really glad we got to do it. I was really no. excited. And I really wish, and I know this may not be a popular opinion, but I really wish we had somehow had been able to get the two reservations. Sure. Like as a family, because I do know there were, however it was that they got multiple reservations, there were people who did go multiple times. Um, but uh, it would have been, yeah, totally worth it to me um, to do it because I do unfortunately assume and think we will probably not be able to kind of go back and yeah it definitely won't be the way that it was when we went um crowd wise or control wise but um yeah i mean without getting there at the crack of dawn and who knows what this virtual queue like thing will actually look like or how it will probably still be timed experiences in the land maybe i mean i really don't know but right and but that's the thing so in my mind that's why i wanted to do the reservation so much was that this would hold us over for however long it might be until it's an enjoyable or easier experience um, in the next year or so. Yeah. But we'll see. I could, you know, at camp, a lot of people talked about how empty the park got. And that was part of it. Probably, probably part of it was the, the past blocks and all that other stuff. But a lot of people probably also stayed away. Who knows? Maybe it'll have the absolute opposite effect for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of comes of all of it. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And for anyone who's listening who may not be like a huge Star Wars fan, I um, we've joked a couple times about like fake fan. I'm a very loose Star Wars fan. I enjoy the movies thoroughly, uh, most of them and like the idea of it all um but i by no means know the right names for everything it's not like a super culty thing for for me um but i very much thoroughly enjoyed it so you do not have to be some hardcore dedicated star wars fan to enjoy the space that's good a good review i think what do you think of the green milk Oh, I so I enjoyed it. We yeah. should talk about that, I guess, right? That was the only that. My and the favorite popcorn. part was that it was not non-dairy. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. They were both non-dairy. It's, um, the green milk was florally, yes. uh, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the popcorn. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, Came in the little mouse droid. Yeah, we did get the mouse droid, which is functional, has wheels and mm-hmm. rolls around, um, and is like a thin. <laughs> thin like metal of sorts so um, you likened it to a hawaiian treat yes so there's this colored for lack of a better word like rainbow colored popcorn that i used to at least first experience 
was in Hawaii. Um, and I used to get in Hawaii when I was younger. And it is very like sweet and salty. And that's exactly what this popcorn was like. There was another treat. I think it might have been Rex's, like, I forget, someone described it. And anyway, they were sold out of it, so we didn't have the option to, to get it at all. But, um, again, all the, the food things I wasn't as concerned about because it's definitely something we can go back to do. I wasn't going to stress about that too much. Yeah. But, um, but we but got yeah. to experience, I don't think we left not having done something we were set, we had set yes, out to do. Yes, the couple things we were like, this for sure we want to do, we got to do those things. And it was really to experience Oga's because especially that is going to yeah. be, I don't know how hard that thing is going to get to be to get into. <laughs> um, but, you know, and obviously experience the ride. The, it's only the one ride, but you want to be able to experience that. And then um, even the droid, it was a fun, fun thing. Because even that, who knows how long it'll be to to build a droid next time you know because all of those things are going to have lines all of them they sure are expensive or not <laughs> so well, all in all we hope everybody can have a fun time exploring the world of batu sometime soon yeah it'll be great it will really will be <laughs> well till the spire ladies and gentlemen we if we're able to we might get uh uh, West do a small oh, yeah. review <laughs> of his experience. And if we do, you'll hear it right after this. But, in, <laughs> uh, but till the spire, where can we find you on the internet, Susie? Uh, you can find me at a little sprinkle of Disney on Instagram. And you can find us at Remain Seated Pulse on Twitter. And we're Remain Seated Please on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to like, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify now. I got that set up. Yay. So some for those of you, those two of you that listen to podcasts <laughs> on Spotify, welcome. Uh, and till the spire, I'm David. I'm Susie. Rising moons to you all. <laughs> Safe travels. Well, folks, this concludes our show. That wasn't so bad, was it? Hurry back and barrel around to see us again. So, Wesley Jean, yeah. this is your first time on Remain Seated, Please. So, do you remember when we went to Disneyland last week? Yeah. What did we see when we went there? Did you go to a new place? Yeah. You went to a new place at Disneyland? Yeah. You did? What did they have? Droids that kids can build. They had droids that kids could build? Yeah. And did you build one? Yeah. You did? What did you build? I built an R2. An R2? Yeah. And did you give him a name? Yeah. What's his name? Artie. Artie? Did you have a lot of fun building your droid? Yeah. Yeah? It wasn't hard, huh? Yeah. Yes, it was hard? No. No, it was easy, huh? Was it yeah. a lot of fun? Yeah. Yeah, would you say that a lot of people could do it and it would everybody would have lots of fun doing it? Yeah. Yeah. And then when we left there, where did we go? Toby. Do you remember when you were drinking the blue milk with your cookie? Yeah. Yeah? 
And what else did we see inside that building with the with the drinks? Um, Rex. You saw Rex? Yeah. What was he doing? He was playing the music. He was playing the music? Yeah. Was he silly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you like Rex? Yeah. Yeah, you liked him a lot? I wish, um, I wish I could get one. You want to get a Rex? Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun, huh? And then when we left the cantina, what did you see when we came around the corner? Tell me. It was a big spaceship. It was the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Were you so excited to see it in real life? Yeah. Was it big or was it small? It was big. So big, huh? D what did it look like? It looked like the Millennium Falcon. Just like it, huh? Yeah. Like they landed it there at Disneyland, right? Why did they land it there? Well, when you're at Galaxy's Edge, then you're on the planet of Batu. And Batu is a space outpost. It's called Black Spire Outpost on Batu. And the Millennium Falcon sometimes goes and parks there. Who did you dress up as when you were at uh, Batu? Luke Skywalker. Just Luke Skywalker? Or did yeah. you dress up as anyone else too? Yes, I did. Yeah, who else? A stormtrooper. A stormtrooper. You're battling with the good and the bad still, huh? Yeah. You can't decide. Yeah, I can't decide. <laughs> and when you were dressed as a stormtrooper, did you see anybody? Who are they? They were stormtroopers. Remember the stormtroopers came down to meet you? Why? Because you were dressed as a stormtrooper. Um, um, what did other stormtroopers say? Way or here. They were saying right here because they were going to take a picture with you. Oh, yes. So they, they wanted were, you to stand right in a very specific. You, yeah, where to go. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking around and looking around where they were pointing. Yeah. And then you got dressed as Luke Skywalker and you took a picture in front of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And then what? And then did we go inside the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. What? Tell me about it. What did you do in the Millennium Falcon? I, sh I was driving one, but I wasn't the shooting one. You, you were, were a you were a pilot. Yeah. Did you have a really good time being a pilot? Yeah. What kind of stuff did you do? I was pressing a lot of buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And did we do a good job? Yeah. Yeah. Did everybody have a really good fun time? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was nighttime. What did it look like? The Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, it, it sure did look like the Millennium there were Falcon. Yeah. everywhere. That was kind of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. But was it making any sounds? Yeah. Did you eat anything? Do you remember eating anything that you really liked? What about that colored popcorn? Yeah. Do you remember like the colored popcorn? Yeah, but wasn't it the same Disneyland? Because it's special. It was a different kind of Batu, popcorn. So they serve different kinds of popcorn on Batu. And then did you, who did we see on the way out from the land? Remember we were walking out and we saw somebody really tall? Who did you see that was really tall? Um, um, Chewbacca. Yeah? Did you meet Chewbacca? Yeah. And was he friendly? Yeah, but... Um, but also Ray was there, and I didn't know why Ray came. Yeah, Ray was there, and V. Marathi, and Chewbacca. <gasps> what sound was that? It's a shoot. Why did you do that? 
Whoa, is that your R2 unit? Did you, did you get anything to add on to your RD? Yeah. What did we get? We got a blaster. We got blasters, huh? Do you want to do those? What do the blasters sound like? <laughs> and then what's the what's your favorite favorite noise that R2 makes that your RD doesn't make? Like that? Yeah. And then what do the sand people sound like? <laughs> so all in all, did you have a really good time yeah. at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. What was your favorite thing? Um, doing that. The, um, the Millennium Falcon one. What's it. your favorite Star Wars movie? A New Hope. You like that one? Yeah. Yeah. Bye, see you later. Have fun at Galaxy's Edge. Thank you, Wes, for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Wesley. What's your name? Watching ya.